Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode, we have Netflix's 299th film from 2020. It's the horror film called His House. It's directed by Remy Weeks and stars Wumi Masaku, Sope Darusi, and Matt Smith. I'm Jesse, I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today to talk about His House. As always, if you're keen on checking this one out and haven't seen it yet, give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because we will spoil it at various stages. But we do kick off the show with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a couple who escape war-torn Africa for a fresh start in London, but they struggle to overcome their past. Intriguing, hope that intrigues you. Uh, we'd like to talk about how this one ended up on Netflix. So this one, um, the film His House, was developed by a British production company called Star Child Pictures, which is run by the producers Ed King and Martin Gentiles. In August of 2017, it was announced that Remy Weeks would direct this film from a screenplay that he had also written. The Weinstein Company actually filed a lawsuit against Star Child Pictures claiming they had backed out of an unsigned distribution agreement. We then go forward to March of 2018 where it was announced that Wumi Masaku Sopo Duruzu had joined the cast of the film with the lawsuit not proceeding and the Weinstein Company no longer attached. New Regency Pictures, BBC Films, and Vertigo Entertainment were set to finance and produce the film. So Remy Weeks, while researching his screenplay, he was struck by how many immigrants were sold on um, coming to the UK because it's the land of Charles Dickens, Jane Austen, and the royal family. Um, whereas in reality for immigrants, it's these great concrete housing estates and deprived areas and, and something that he wanted to visually bring to this film, which is quite clear um, at various stages in this film too. This film did have its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival on the 27th of January, 2020, where Netflix quickly, um, you know, they snatched up the distribution rights ready to go and were happy to put this on their service. This did have a limited theatrical release in the UK from the 23rd of October, 2020, before the week later on the 30th of October, 2020, hitting Netflix worldwide. It's filmed in and around London and Essex and was quite... um successful, I guess, on the, the British award circuit. It had eight wins and 37 nominations. This included three nominations at the BAFTAs for Outstanding Debut by a British Writer, uh, Director or Producer, and Outstanding British Film of the Year, and also a nomination for Wumi Masaka for Best Leading Actress as well. Around the world, translations for this film. In Portuguese, it's called What's Left Behind, and another subtitle is Unwanted Guest. So I like um, the first one for that. That's not bad in, in context of this film. In Japanese, it's called House of Beasts. Not sure uh, I'm sold on that one. Um, in Romanian, it's called It's Not Our House, and in Chinese, it's called Exotic Ghost House. A horrible title, sorry, um, in China. That's, that's really bad. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? On Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at 100% perfect on 124 reviews that's fresh and it's certified the audience a little bit lower at 73 percent that's on more than a thousand ratings on imdb it's got 48,000 ratings it's at a 6.5 out of 10 so fairly solid letterboxd again very solid a 3.5 out of 5 on nearly 116,000 ratings but it's actually been logged by 151,000 people that is a lot of people that have seen this film um metacritic sits at a 72 out of 100 on 19 critic reviews so that's green in that traffic light system and the audience on uh, metacritic is also green in that traffic light system sits at a 7 out of 10 on 85 reviews so 
the general consensus for this one is fairly positive. For me, what are my early thoughts? I, I was surprised this came obviously come up on our list of, of films that we're gonna cover and I was like, oh, his house, saw the poster. I was like, oh, I don't know what this one's gonna be like. And then I was sort of surprised uh, when it sort of started. I was like, oh, I've actually seen this film. <laughs> uh, I, I, it didn't take me long, I guess, to work out that I remembered it. And this film, it's well worth a watch. Um, I, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. I enjoyed it again. And uh, I'm surprised that it didn't stay in my mind. Um, I guess that it came out in this time where there's a lot more in people's minds than uh, than films. But this is scary. It's relevant and it's super relevant to the migrant experience too. So well worth a watch. Let's talk about the characters. So we'll talk about Bol. Bol's our, our main character. He's the man of the house um, and this is his house. He, you know, he's, he's given up everything in his homeland to make his own life in London. And obviously we know and we're told multiple times that he worked in a bank um, back in Africa but he's so desperate to try and fit in um, into this and, and assimilate into this new society because he wants to make him and his wife real their life as easy as possible. And you know, it's, it, we constantly hear that he believes that they're the good ones, they're the good migrants, they're the ones that want to fit in, they want to do the right thing, even though the way they ended up getting to the UK was probably not all about being good. Uh, but sometimes, I guess you, you've got to do. Um, bad at times to to escape bad situations and, and that's where we have his wife real who sort of um sort of not opposite but sort of counteracts what he's like in this experience because she wants to um i guess call her husband out at various times in this film about lying and and he obviously lies to protect her but at the same time she wants the truth and and she is struggling with this move um more than he is and and feels this guilt and the regret for how they ended up getting there to england and obviously this is going to we're getting to the spoilers already because we talk about niag niagag who is the we see the opening scene of of this couple Bol and Real taking this this young girl with them on this boat to escape and and throughout the film you assume that it's their daughter but we we find out um, towards the end that it's not their actual daughter and they took this girl off their mother so almost like you know yes they're looking out for this girl but at the same time they're looking out for themselves they've, they've taken her so they can escape because they're taking children with them so very very interesting situation which often I'm sure happens in real life too uh, the only other character in this film I guess is Mark who's played by Matt Smith. He's sort of the, the government representative who works with migrant families. An interesting sort of role. Not a, not a lot really, I guess, when, when you think about it. But he's not completely... Like, I guess he's supportive in the best way he possibly can be while also trying to implement the government's policy as well, I guess, of making life as tough as possible for these people at times. Uh, the director, Remy Weeks. This is his first feature. He's directed some shorts and music video clips. This TV miniseries called Fright Bites. Intrigued, would love to see some more feature films from Remy Weeks. This is the moment where we talk about some scenes from the film too. What are some things that stood out and things that we didn't like? So for me, most of it, like everything stood out. There's no, there's nothing in it that I didn't like. It's a short film. It's really well done. So what are the things for me that, that I really liked? I think Bol, we, we, towards the start we see they're in this house and he looks at this hole in the wall and there's this body behind him and this bird comes out. It was like a really good jump scare. And then the reaction was humorous from Bol who sort of says, what a strange country. I thought that was really funny. Uh, um, we see Rial and Bol, you know, they, they wake up one morning in their new house and they look out the window and she's like, oh, look, there's their queen. And it's just this old lady walking down the street with gray hair. That was quite funny. And then there's sort of like this comment, well, where's Charles? It really made me laugh. It's some humorous moments um, in this situation too. Uh, Bowl has this experience where there's this, a pastor, I guess, at a church who takes him in, gives him some supplies. And he ends up at a pub with all these men drinking and watching the soccer and singing. And, and he goes home and tells Rial this story. And, and she's sort of like, that's the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. So some good moments. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene where Rial leaves the house to sort of experience outside and, and she goes for a walk. 
the confusion this was sort of mentioned in, in the field that the director wanted but that confusion of her walking around getting lost in this like concrete jungle especially with her you know seeing this group of black kids that she's like oh cool they'll help me out and she asks for help and they sort of like tell her to go back to africa just that how hard it is to fit in um i, I thought that was really well done and then the same with Bolt. we see him go to the shopping center or the shopping mall and as soon as he goes into a shop we see the security guard follow him straight away so just the small little things that would make life difficult for you, just that that fear that people think you're doing the wrong thing straight away. And and we see Bolt sort of look at this poster of this white family all wearing these nice clothes, and then he sort of buys those clothes to try and fit in. A little bit sad, but so well done. Uh, we have a scene where Bolt ends up with Mark, the, the government representative, and he's like begging to, for them to get a different home because of what's happening to him in this home through trauma and grief. And, and it was a really good moment. And you know, we understand that he needs to follow the rules, but the, the commentary from Mark was like, you know, we all end up in places we didn't think we would be. So there's a little bit of sympathy there for him. So that was nice to see. Um, Real has this go at bowl um, after Mark and his team come out to inspect the house and they're just so rude to him. And, and she has a go at him for idolizing these people and, and begging them and, and thanking them for the scraps that they give them. I thought that was really well done. And, and she's like, you know, let him send us back. She's like, I'm leaving with or without you. It was just really good to see this emotional moment where she's like, I've had enough. We don't fit in here. And, and so sad too. Um, and finally the, the final shot of this film, um, they're in the house, they've tidied it up. They're both happy to stay but that idea of ghosts and, and the past still following them, like never really leaving them, especially we get this vision of of their the, the girl that they took that you know we thought was the daughter as well as all the other people from the boat on their journey over too. Really well done. Really good finish to the film. So what's this film trying to say? I mean, heaps. This, this film has lots in, in such a small runtime, but obviously that refugee experience, that that struggle with assimilation, the, the idea of full acceptance, it's probably never going to be possible. And, and the migrant experience, it's almost us versus them. And the way that the governments and systems let people down, sort of, yeah, we'll give you asylum, but we're not going to give you citizenship. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to earn a living. You're not allowed to pick your own home. Um, it's like getting people's hopes up just to let them down. And and we also see throughout too that idea of racism and and neighbors sort of telling people you know why don't you leave you shouldn't be here those types of things and and it makes it hard to belong that idea of belonging it's difficult because um you don't belong and especially through this idea of water in this film too that idea of drowning not just in the sea on the journey the migrant experience but also drowning in that unfamiliar life the unfamiliar traits and customs like even that idea of using a knife and fork like it's it's really difficult and and it makes that idea for desperation and and, and desperate situations where what people must do to escape war-torn countries, whether that's lie, whether that's steal children, just to try and better your life. And, and that leads to that idea of living with ghosts of the past and, and living with that idea of the decisions you make, with the trauma, with the idea of survival, but still upholding that idea of wanting to be good people. And it's really hard when you know, you've got to fight so hard for what you need or what you want. And, and two, between those two characters, marriage, the, the ups, the downs, the pain, the connection, the disconnection, just... Really well done in this film, I thought. Um, what else did I take away from this film? I think Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith, he's one of my favorite doctors uh, from Doctor Who. I was probably a little bit disappointed that we didn't get more from him. It was almost like a bit pedestrian from him because th this role, you know, you've got this person who works for the government that is there to support refugees but also uphold policies and I felt like he could have given more to that role than he did. So probably a little bit of disappointment from me. Um, some questions, some pondering, some ideas from this film. Um, the refugee experience, it's, it's obviously, it's still an issue today. It has been, you know, for a long time, especially in Australia as well, not just Europe, but, uh, you know, this just sort of made me think about my own life today. Like every Saturday morning near my house, there's, there's a bunch of grandmothers, older ladies who stand with these 
you know, a sign saying, you know, free the refugees, help the refugees, toot for refugees. And they stand, if it's raining, if it's hailing, if it's the sun shining, they've got posters. My little son loves them. He's like, are we going to see the grannies today? And we give them a toot as we go past. So just that idea that, you know, there are still people in society today that need that support. So uh, I'm almost ready to wrap this up. We give the film a rating out of five. For me, like I said before, I watched this film when it came out. I literally looked at the date I watched it, uh, that I logged it on Letterboxd, and I watched it on the opening day, the day it hit Netflix in 2020, and my thoughts haven't changed. What I what I wrote back then stays the same today, and, and I'll, I'll quote it now. I was like, this is an important film. It's the struggles of those fleeing their homeland, and these struggles, they're real, and these struggles often follow them too, and there are some pure scares in this too. So for me, I'm giving this a four out of five. Solid score for me, four out of five. We're on socials. We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, and we've got X, formerly known as Twitter. The question for this week that I want to put out there was, do you find it hard to leave the past behind? I, I think that's a really tricky thing to do, especially if it, it involves trauma and death and pain. It's really hard to overcome that without being reminded of that sort those sorts of things as well. Um, yeah, it's a tough question. <laughs> um, we are back next week. Next week we are back with our 300th episode. Wow, like 300 episodes. Like we've obviously done more than 300, but 300 Netflix original films in a row are crazy. So next week we have a international film from India. It's the Hindi horror film from 2020 called Kali Kuli. It's directed by Terry Samandra and stars Shabana Azmi, Sanjita Sheik, Reva Arora, Sachadeep Mishra, and Leela Sampson. So that's what we got next week another horror type film. So I guess the release time we're looking at is October of 2020. So right around Halloween, perfect timing for these films. Check that film out before next week. As always, thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.